0: Welcome to the podcast of Spirit Life Revival Ministries, an apostolic prophetic Christian faith ministry headquartered in Accra, Ghana, a church family with a vision to possess and teach the world that all things are possible through the preaching of the word of faith. Join us on this journey of discovery as we delve into the timeless teachings of our faith and share inspiring stories from God's word. This podcast is designed to uplift your spirit and deepen your relationship with God to help you pursue and walk in your divinely assigned purpose. Together, let's embark on the transformative and enlightening experience as we navigate the intersections of faith, life, and the supernatural. And now, today's message.
1: Genesis. Chapter 28, verse number 10. Three encounters plus one. There is a churning in somebody's tummy. And that person has been suffering from uh, upset stomach. It keeps coming and going. And the Lord is telling me, as you rise to your feet and run here, that problem with your bowels will cease. If you are that person, run forward quickly. You have this consistent off and on. Keep running. I said run, 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 run. It goes now. Leave it. Somebody's left ear. Your left ear is having problems. Quickly run to me. Put your hands in the ear. it Who is he? Yes, please. <laughs> what happened? Why are you trying to suffer your leg like that? What happened? Why are you shocked? But I am sure. The is gone. How long was it there? For two years. For oh, two years. Come on, put your hands together for Jesus. Problem with your heart. You have a problem with your heart. Sometimes, your heart gives you serious palpitations and pain. Jesus is healing you now. Quickly, run forward. Thank you, Lord. Your In Jesus' name. Me, my issue is. I'll come and pray for the second preach. I leave the prophecy to him. Take it, take it, take it, it seizes now, one, two, three. Exactly happens. Your ribs, your ribs, your ribs, right. Your ribs, you're
2: having pains.
1: It's like a muscle is torn and sometimes when you second touch of Jesus. You can't feel any pain after I've prayed for you. Move it. What is wow? Well? Genesis chapter 28, verse 10. And Jacob went out from Beersheba and went toward Haran. Depending on how you want to pronounce it, Haran or Haran. But it's all fine. I like Haran. Haran sounds Objeshus. Amen. Next verse. And he lighted upon a certain place and tarried there all night because the sun was set and he took up the stones of the place and put them for his pillows and laid down on that place to sleep. Son, uh, you can sit on the speaker or something. Don't be standing there like that. You're cool. That's my elder son. He's the senior pastor of Not officially, but for me he's the senior pastor of Sam. Don't be angry with me. <clears throat> Amen. And he dreamed and behold a ladder set up on the earth and the top of it reached heaven and behold the angels of God ascending and descending on it next. And behold the Lord stood above it and said, I am the Lord God of Abraham. Thy father and the God of Isaac, the land wherein thou liest, to thee will I give it, and to thy seed. And thy seed shall be as the dust of the earth, and thou shalt spread abroad to the west and to the east, to the north and to the south, and in thee and in thy seed shall all the families of the earth be blessed. Then behold, I am with thee, and will keep thee in all places whither thou goest and will bring thee again into this land, for I will not leave thee until I have done with that which I have spoken to thee of. The life of Jacob was a life that consisted of normal, natural wisdom. He was endowed with wisdom that he had the capacity domesticate you don't get it because when the father wanted bush meat he already had goats and things at the backside of the house so he had the capacity to domesticate animals and didn't need to go to the bush but his brother had the strength the energy the brawn and was a warrior. So he went into the bush. But a bed in hand is worth two in the bush. He was a very smart character and his very name means supplanter or deceiver. There is a difference between (coughs) knowing God for yourself. (coughs) Sorry, I've been preaching, 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 preaching. There is a difference between knowing God for yourself and then hearing about the God of your father. A church member becomes different when they move from the level of hearing about God through their pastor to knowing God for themselves when they come into an encounter with You can go to church every day. You can even be a pastor here. But until you have an encounter with God yourself, personally, you are walking on the fringes. And these prophetic days, I challenge you that you come into an encounter with God. So when people are just coming for a prophetic word, use that prophetic word to have a relationship with the King of Kings so that you will encounter him. And your life will not be dependent on what somebody said, but on what you know. So for Jacob, it was exactly like that. His father had told him all about the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac. But very soon, he was to become the God of Israel. So this was about to become his first encounter. What happened? His brother wanted to kill him. Because he had taken his blessing. So the father decided to send him on a journey. To send him on a journey. And on the journey, he came to a place called Lars. And when he got to Laz, the evening came, and then he encountered. And the Bible uses choice words. It says at night, or at midnight, or in the late evening, implying that the young man must have been thinking about his life, and even forgot that he had camels with him, and he had a few clothing with him, that he could have put his head on to sleep but chose to sleep on a stone and it was symbolic of a stone people possibly would pass by the stone they did not see the significance of the stone it must have been like a rejected stone a stone with camels might have urinated on human beings might have urinated on the wind might have blown on it and caused some kind of attrition he got so tired that he put his head on a stone. And because he put his head on that stone, he caught a revelation beyond his imagination. When you go to bed on that stone, the word of God, sometimes the word that stays in your heart and you sleep over it, heaven opens for you. Bible describes the stone also as the stone that the builders rejected. It was a stone. Nobody thought it was important. Nobody thought there was anything good about that stone. But Jacob unknowingly put his head on it. Sometimes there is a word that comes, but nobody thinks that word is important. Everybody seems to throw that word away. But you inculcate that word, sleep over it, and something happens. Now, listen to me. The first thing about all these things and this encounter was the realization that this earth we are walking on, it is not all that we see, but there is an unseen world in the world we are living in. Even as we are gathered here today, waiting for a prophetic word, it takes a man to connect to the unseen world to see what must be brought into the physical realm what happened he saw a ladder and the ladder connected and was ascending the ladder was not descending from heaven it was a connection between earth and heaven not heaven and earth and number 2 the angels were not as uh, descending and ascending they were ascending and descending it means that there was a functioning upon the earth And it was not that God was going to send them. They were already doing business on this earth. So when they had finished with their business, they would go up to the king and receive information and come back and continue with their activities. And the ladder was set up from the earth to heaven. Not from the heaven to earth. God wants you to connect from this physical plane and connect to the heavenlies. Whether you clap for Jesus or not is your problem. And he was shocked. when he saw the Lord standing. The one he saw standing was not God. But it was a manifestation of Jesus. And we call it theologically theophany. Because God never leaves his throne. So when he said he saw the Lord, in the Old Testament, there are pictures of Jesus dotted around. Like Joshua saying, who are you? Are you for us or against us? He said, that one is not important. But as leader of the host of the armies of heaven, I have come. It was a manifestation of Jesus. We call it theophany. He connected there and he confessed I did not know this was the doorway or the gateway to heaven. And then he changed the name from Lost to Beth-El. May there come a name change in your life. May your name be different from what it is today. He encountered and it left an indelible mark in his life. There are certain encounters you come into you can never forget them. And you will always repeat them. There are certain encounters I've had in my life. And I was sharing one of those things recently. And one of the encounters, you see, there was a man of God preaching in our church on Sunday from Nigeria, Bishop Otu Flow. And he was talking about the miracles that God does. And then all of a sudden, God laid it upon my heart that some people were doubting the miracles. After he preached, I went there and said, listen to me. If we were to tell you some of the things that God does, so I am very careful sometimes. It's not everywhere I share some testimonies. Because if I share some testimonies, some people even wonder whether these pastors, they lie. But our God does beyond what we can think or expect. He will blow your mind these 15 days left. The one who said amen, receive a miracle. And then I told them on Sunday, I went to preach somewhere and I told them about my son. And I told them when he was about six months old, how the enemy attacked him. And how he was passing water. Every few minutes he was just passing water. One of my pastors would put him on his back and pray for hours for him. Come home. And we're wondering what is happening to this boy. Nobody understood. Nobody knew what was going on. I am telling you about encounters. One day, this thing was going out of hand. And I woke woke up at night, with one of my boys. And I walked on the streets of Kumasi. You know, in those days, Ghana was very safe. 12 midnight, I was there praying. And those who know Kumasi, from Inshayesu all the way to Kasi. I didn't arrive here just like that. I used to pray through the city of Kumasi at night. Sometimes alone. Sometimes with other people. I would walk on the streets and I would command people to get one again from the shops. So I walked to a friend of mine. Pastor Prosper. Back to the Bible Church. Knocked on his door at 1 a.m. And I said to him, Prosper, was he looked at my face and said to me, "I am So he held my hand. I am This is what Pastor Prosper said. You won't
3: understand
1: what he prayed. He's a man of faith, though. So if you kill him, kill him quick. If you give him life, give him life. And I said, I said, Prosper, what's wrong with you? So I went back home. I couldn't even pray back. We had a women's conference. It was going on then. God was doing powerfully. All of a sudden, I got the information that he had been rushed to the hospital again. I was fed up. When I got to the hospital, my wife was outside the ward. Put her hands on her head. African woman. Strangely enough, when I got there, I didn't even comfort her i looked at her face i said where is my son she said he's in there they can't find his way his whole system is collapsing so i just put my back on the wall of the world and i said god you will speak to me today you better do something and then like ice water he simply said into my ears he will live and not die to declare the works of god And when I get a word from God like that, I run with it. And then as I stood there, I shouted, let them find his vein. Then I walked straight into the world, like just a short distance, walked into the ward, And when I went into the word, I said, doctor, have you found the vein? He said, we just found the vein. <clears throat> the things that God does, if I can give you testimonies, it will blow your mind. Never stop believing in God. Seek for an encounter. And today, he's in ministry, doing powerfully, and will live long. (laughs) Jacob had an encounter. And because of time, because I want you to get into the prophetic, you know, the second thing that happened to Jacob, he spent almost 14 years and got two women. His wages were changed 10 times. Finally, the father, the, the Lord said, okay, okay, okay. I can see you are blessed man. I am giving you all my sheep to take care of. Okay. But I've given you some sheep as your wages. So he looked among them and saw the weakest. And the weakest were spotted, wrinkled, and striped. And said, these ones are your salary. Because in his mind, he thought they would all just die and Jacob would still be dependent on him. If God blesses you, he blesses you. So, one day, Jacob saw the cattle and the sheep feeding and drinking water. And anytime they came to drink water, they would mate and get pregnant. So God gave him a dream. Everybody say, God gave him a dream. And in the dream, God said to him, See, the cattle are mating before the water trough. And he saw stripes of trees and leaves being put into the water. So when he got up, he took it and put them in the water. And when they were mating, what they saw is what they conceived. They saw stripes in the water. And they conceived stripes. And those stripes were the wages of Jacob. So now he was having the strong ones. Which belonged to himself. And when they brought forth the striped ones. He took them apart. Because they were his salary. So the Lord began to switch visions. It doesn't matter. What people think or they know. This encounter blew his mind. And within a short time, the wealth of Laban became his own. Because he had an encounter, a dream, and a vision that changed his life and his wages. So he had to leave. And he made the attempt to leave. His father-in-law chased him and said to him don't speak evil and don't speak good about him you know what I have come to that place where a man God has blessed I am very careful not to curse because it doesn't matter who they are if you curse somebody God has blessed and has his hand upon him God will handle you God knows how to deal with some people the most important thing is to allow God to be God. My father, the Archbishop, told me one time, he said, you know what, I don't curse those God has blessed. There are some people, they are there for a curse. There are other people, God has a purpose for them. One day, I was angry with some people. The generation of prophets about two before you. And I was saying some serious prayers in the morning. Then a the prophet of God, who is in Maryland, now, he used to be in Kumasi, he came to me running and he was afraid. I had just finished praying one of my prayers. Then he came to me and he said, God has sent me to you. And I was so angry with some of these prophets. I knew he was a prophet too. And I said, "Uh-huh. God has sent you to me for what? He was standing there shaking. I didn't even give him a seat. And I said, talk. He said, God says, I should tell you. There are some prayers you are praying. You will destroy a lot of things in future. So stop. You see, by legality, I had the right. No, I want you to understand this. Yes, you can be blessed of God. But when a sinner man has the legal right to do or say what he is, God might not like what he's doing, but if he doesn't stop, he has a duty to honor it. Because God is a legalistic God. So God came to me, through the guy, and said, Stop praying those prayers. You'll spoil things in future. Little did I know there's a generation of prophets coming up. But I was going to stop some things by my prayer. And I had no right to do that. So I looked at him and I said, you are a true prophet of God. Sit down. There are certain encounters we come to. It shapes our lives and determines our destiny. God said to him, don't say good. Don't say evil about the young man. Because you see, there was a future and a plan of God in his administrative things. There are some of you, you are so vital to what God wants to do. And it takes a long time for God to put certain things in certain people. And so you just can't come one day and destroy it. You will also destroy your own self. So he went on. And then he came to a place called name. And the word Mahane means two camps. Because when he got there, he saw angels walking around on earth. He was a human being. There were human beings who had set up camp. But then he saw angels also had set up camp. For the angels of the Lord encamped around us. They were camped there on earth who angels going about their activity these were not angels ascending and descending, I believe strongly there are some angels they will be here to we, we go over to heaven they are functioning here because the angels who are sent to protect you, they don't just go and come like that too, most of the time they are here 24-7 just that you don't know and there are some angels who help with healing processes they help with operations. If you like, make a mistake, and need an operation, I will pray for you right now. There will be an angel there, and he will be making sure he's giving you a new kidney, a new liver, a new heart. So he was shocked that there were angels just relaxed sitting there at my name. He was wondering, what is this I have been seeing? Jacob's encounters. And the final encounter he gets that changes his mind totally was at the 4th Jabuk. There, these various encounters were to make the difference in his life and solidify him as a patriarch, as a father of fathers. His brother was coming and he was afraid that the brother would kill him because he knew what he had done previously so he separated all that he had and he crossed over alone there are some things in your life i'm being honest with you you don't need a prophet you don't need an apostle you need your encounter with god your personal encounter with god You don't need your pastor. Some things, some things, your pastor has taught you enough. You have to stand in the gap, get into your room, lock your door for a day or two, lift up your voice all night and pray. And by daybreak, the angel said, the day is breaking. Let me go. He said, I won't let you go until you bless me. He was hanging on to God. And I've asked God, I used to think, why is it that the angel could not just hold him and throw him away? Then one day God gave me the insight. God never leaves the place of prayer. So long as you are praying, he's there. If you stop praying, he will lift off if you continue praying, even if he has answered your prayer, he'll be there with you. You'll pray, 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 pray. He's there. Maybe your answers come. But God doesn't leave the place of prayer. He doesn't leave the place of worship. He doesn't leave the place of the word. He's there. He doesn't leave. So if we are to do this meeting the whole night and I'm going to talk, 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 talk like Paul was talking plenty and somebody fell down and he had to go and resurrect him, God will be there. Maybe he's saying that, okay, you've done enough, everybody's blessed. But in your mind, you think it's not enough. And he asked him a question, what is your name? Ask the one next to you, who are you, who are you really? What is your name? He was not asking for a name, keko. He was asking for who he was personally. Sometimes you have to come to a person, God, I'm a liar. God, I'm a thief. God, I do things and I backbite. You think God doesn't know you. He knows you. But you see, the key is an admission of who you really are. And if you don't come to the admission of who you really are, it doesn't work that way. When you pour out of yourself, God will refill you. And so his name got changed. Then that was one of my favorite encounters, Isaiah chapter 6. Now, if you get into the story of Uzziah and Isaiah, according to tradition, his father, that is Isaiah's father Amos, and King Amaziah of Judah were brothers. That is the father of Uzziah. They were brothers, so they were cousins. And it says, in the year that king Uzziah died, died, I saw the Lord. There are too many Uzziahs in your life. If they don't die, you will never encounter God. Sometimes, we are comfortable, unfortunately, in our stupidity. Sometimes, we are comfortable In our lack of vision or in the small vision or dream that we have we are comfortable and sometimes comfort can be your bane of misfortune because you are comfortable it's like contentment I am content I like that two-bedroom house I like one fridge I I, I like that uh, Morris minor car I like it you know it's okay Uh, where I'm coming from uh, You know, my father never bought a car. He never owned a flat. So I am just okay. And you forgot to use the word just. You don't get it. Just okay means you are not okay. But you feel you are better than you were yesterday. There are things that have to die in your life. Now, if you are suffering from anger problems, God will keep making people make you angry until you deal with the anger. If you have problem with women, huh? marriage won't change it. So if I'm married, I will stop. It's, it's not true. If you like day, 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 when you marry cry, you day, day, day. Is true. Whether you like it or not. You see, because there's an innate character which you have not dealt with. And you are carrying that excess baggage into your marriage relationship. And it becomes a weight that so easily besets you. But the scripture says lay it aside. <clears throat> oh, if I marry, I'll stop. And there's a woman also like that. Two boyfriends, three boyfriends. And and, and they'll use the term, I am spoiled for choice. You are spoiled for choice. Spoiled for choice. Your life will be spoiled. And the danger is when you marry, the temptation to be spoiled for choice will always be there if you don't deal with it and that way you cannot encounter God the way you want to encounter him you will be on the periphery, you will be on the uh, fringes what is your name I am Jacob the supplicator Isaiah when Uzziah died let me be honest with you Uzziah was a great king. But he overstepped his boundary. Historically, he was supposed to have been the third best king after David and Solomon. But he took on him a responsibility he shouldn't take. Every servant of God has a limitation. Every servant of God. doesn't matter who you are. You have a limitation. And there's a place you should not enter. It is sacred. But Uzziah took the censer, he took the incense, went into the house of God to offer sacrifice and worship to God. But he was a king, and he was not a priest. The priest tried to stop him. He said, no.
2: That prevented him from entering the temple, and he was left the host, and he couldn't even come into his own palace, in a little half seconds, and he son, the priest in his seat, and he but Israel was prosperous within his reign. but his stupidity cost him, Sometimes sometimes i we said,
1: Isaiah died He thought Israel would be lost And then he said he saw the Lord And the train of his robe filled the temple Next verse. And he saw the seraphim And they were flying Each had six wings And with twenty he covered his face And with twenty he covered his feet And with twenty he did fly This encounter changed His prophetic destiny Because God asked the question, who will go for us? And they they took tongues of fire from the fire of the Holy Ghost and put it on his lips. And his prophetic dimensions changed. Not long after this, chapter 7, onwards, he began to prophesy about the coming of Christ. He went even beyond his generation. Why were they there with two wings? They covered their face encounters with god demand a measure not even a measure a great measure of humility when you are in the house of god cover your face whatever and whoever people see you to be huh? cover your face don't think you are better than any other person sitting next to you don't think you have money more than anybody Don't think you are more educated than anybody. These angels were right there in the presence of God. Other angels were far. But these, the seraphim and the seraphim, one was flying up. One was under the throne. His throne was seated there. And then, yet still, they did not want to behold the Lord of glory. They couldn't. They covered their face because God was simply too much for them. And the only thing they could say was, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord Almighty. The whole earth is full of his glory. They covered their faces. Cover your face. When you come to the house of God. Don't think you are better than anybody. If God was to reveal to you the way an angel, Angels now the angel of light. A true angel. the first time I saw one, I was shocked. His height put on me for that i had been praying all night. And then all of a sudden, as I lay on my bed, I went on the streets. And sometimes I wondered to myself, how can I go and come, go and come, go and come? Then I realized that there was always an angel with me. So I lay on my bed and my eyes opened and there was this living creature. His height was as tall as my ceiling. And even that he had bent like this and looking at me. What are you talking about? You have been seeing angels? You already want to see an angel from the presence of God. Or you are seeing some strange creatures. Angels from God. Do you know how they present themselves from the throne of God in majesty and glory? That's why people worship angels, because of whom you cry no But they are there to minister unto those of us who are heirs of salvation. They are there for our purpose. Those on the throne I'm telling mighty, but they covered their face. Small you, small you. With two wings, they covered their feet because the Lord was too holy. Take off your shoes for the place wherein thou standest is holy ground. So they were in the presence of God. Their walk was not even right. They covered their feet. Don't behave more righteous than somebody when you come to church. The scribes and the Pharisees. Ask for me. You are not like that publican. As for this person. Ask for that person. That is the comment we always make. Ask for that. Ask for this. Ask for that. If God was to put a video on you, people would run. sense of the most high. I try to live a very simple life. I am a very complex person, but I am very simple. Don't worry, some of the terms easy is. I am very complex, but I am very simple. When it's got to do with things of God, I am very simple. I am very simple. wings they were flying as a symbol of praise and worship to the king when you come to the house of God have a song in your heart that's what changes the atmosphere you can preach up a song but when somebody lifts up a song high and high and high you can fast and pray but the moment you go And we lift. Run forward so that we can pray for you before it's too late. You sense all of a sudden parts of your body becomes weak. Uh, quickly, come! I want to pray with you. You feel like you are getting a stroke, and part of your body becomes weak. Your hands, you, you, you just sense something's not right. I want to quickly pray for that person. That part of your brain, receive now life. Life! You will live and not die to declare the works of God. a child is given unto us, a son is born the government shall be upon his shoulders he said his name shall be called wonderful, mighty God his name is Emmanuel, God with us and then getting through time a woman called Mary she gets pregnant with the visitation of an angel and the strange thing about the pregnancy is that nobody has an affair with her but yet still She gets pregnant. You see, that was a picture of our salvation. That one day we shall also get pregnant with Jesus. Nobody has intercourse with us. But when we have intercourse with him, by giving our lives to Jesus, he comes to live in us. So, she gets pregnant. The husband is confused. He wants to put her away quietly. And the strange thing about this whole thing is, one of my favorite Christmas songs is, Mary, Did You Know." The one who was living inside her was the one who was the source of her life. That is strange. The one who lives in us, he's the source of our life. But he's living in us. We call him a big God, but he brings himself so small enough to live in us. in her is the God of the world, who said, I uphold all things by the word of my power. He is holding everything by the word of his power. Yet still, he has the capacity to walk on water. But he says, I'm holding it. And yet still, he's walking on the water. What kind of a God is this? What kind of an encounter does this woman have with this king? He's a king. But when he came to earth, he was wearing no crown. But they put on him a crown of thorns. Did Mary understand? And the scripture says about Mary, she hid these things in her heart. As she observed his wisdom. He said, I have wisdom. I was with God from the beginning. I was with God. When the earth was created, I was with God. In fact, I am God. If you are seeking anything, seek understanding, seek wisdom, seek knowledge. Because when you seek these things, you seek me. Did Mary know that the one who hung on the cross, who said, who are my brothers, who are my sisters, would give her another son? And said, behold your mother. Mother, behold your son. So he's born in a manger, yet still he's a king. Because, you see, he has to identify with the poor and with the rich. So he's born in a manger. He's born amongst cattle and dung. And yet still, the three wise men, they bring him gold, frankincense, and myrrh. Frankin says, because of worship, and man, because of his death, and the manner of his death. So in all these three things, that baby boy, I'm sure, was looking at them and he was laughing in his head. But he's identified by these three things. And uh, this, this 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 wise men encounter this personality, that baby boy, but that, that baby boy. Was the star that directed them to the star of the world. That baby boy was the one who sent the angels to tell them, don't go back to Herod. But he was a baby. He is the same person who sat at the age of 12, 13 in the house of God and began to talk with the professors and doctors of this thing and they were astounded by his knowledge. The same person. And when they encountered him, they were confused. The same person that was encountered by a great teacher that Jesus asked him, are you sure you are a teacher of the law? You don't know these things that you must be born again. Because anytime he encountered a human being, he wondered. You sit here and you look at my face, and you don't understand that the most important person in your life is Jesus. And when you encounter him, your life can never be the same. So there he is. He begins to walk on this earth. Then he walks towards the river Jordan. Encounter plus one. And the Jordan. A man called his cousin, supposedly his cousin, supposedly a cousin to his mother, walks there. And pre-knowledge, prophetic word, had told him, the one whose shoe latches you cannot undo, Anytime time you see the Holy Ghost descend upon him bodily, he is the son of the living God. And it's strange, later on, he asked the question, are you the one who is to come? John was even confused. And he says, go and tell John, the dead are raised, the sick are healed, blind see, the deaf hear. Go and tell John. And John later on confesses, I might decrease, that he might increase. And as he's walking to the Jordan, John sees me and says, no, 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 no. I have no right to baptize you. He said, let it fulfill all righteousness. And he's baptized. And the heavens opened. And the voice says, This is my beloved son, in whom I am well pleased. It takes a revelation to understand that. Matthew 16. Peter, who do men say, I And blood has not told you this but my father which is in heaven and anytime he talked about his father, his father people got irritated, they got angered, who is this even today, the Jews say why should he even say his father is God, because God does not have a son, the Jews say the Muslims say the same thing, they say he's a prophet, even the Jews say he's the false prophet apart from the Messianic Jews who believe in Christ and his second coming. It was a very confusing thing and situation. So one day he takes Peter, James, and John. the oh, So he takes them and they begin to go. And all of a sudden, Moses and Elijah appear. And that encounter is called the Transfiguration. At the transfiguration, everything changes. Everything changes. Uh, at the transfiguration, everything changes. Everything changes. At the transfiguration, everything. Everything changes. His physical features, everything began to glow. And Moses was glowing. Elijah was glowing. And Peter said, let us build a booth here for you. He heard a voice say, this is my beloved son. And this time, the voice did not say in whom I am well pleased. He said, tin, tin, tin. listen, 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 listen. Hear him. Hear ye him. Whenever a man of God is preaching, hear the word. And not the man of He was in his glorified body. So they kill him. Put him on the cross. When they put him on the cross, what happened to your heart? Your
2: Father, I command quickly. Jesus. You alone
3: strength, my shield, to you alone may my spirit.
1: And David is prophesying in the book of Psalms. Not even one bone in his body was broken. They come to Jesus. And when they came to Jesus, he was already dead. How? And the other thieves were still hanging there. The problem with us is that we are too full of ourselves and we are not yet dead. You need to die to yourself so that you can resurrect to glory. There are too many things which are you are hanging on to your pain your discomfort but he's nailed it all to the cross you can do better than you are doing you can be greater than you are today nail it to the cross and die with him and in baptism resurrect they got to him and they realized that the man was already dead, they took a spear, pierced his sides and blood and water came. That is not possible. After a few hours of your death, all the blood, everything coagulates. The doctors will tell you, so you can't have blood flowing like that. But they pierced him because he's the Lord and the giver of life. And out of your belly shall flow rivers of living water. So he was given life, his blood. He was given spirit, the water. How did he die? I have my own theory. They took clubs and they broke the legs of the thieves. That gives you the secret of how he died quickly. They broke their feet because, you know what? They were being sustained by their feet to live longer. So they were crucified like that. So they propped up themselves like this. So that they would not descend like this. And their body would crush their lungs. So that they couldn't breathe and die. So they used their feet. ah, So that they would not what? Die quickly. So when they broke their feet. The weight of everything would come on their hands. And the nails there. And the pain and the suffering. And their lungs would squeeze. And life would come out of them. Because they had to die. Before the Passover began, but Christ simply let go, and when He came down and He sat down this way, life came out of Him. <clears throat> the last encounter is the one I love of Jesus. As of our resurrection, there were some crazy things that happened. The first thing was the circumstance of his resurrection. David went and said, Sir, some thieves came and stole him, stole him. But thieves came to steal him. How come the grave clothes were lying as if nobody had touched them? That is what John saw and he believed. Because when Peter got to the grave, Peter was confused. He got in there first. He looked inside the grave. Thank you. When he looked inside there, where is Jesus? But John was smart here. Yeah. The Bible says he saw. John was the first person to believe. And the reason was he was very close to Christ. So believing was very easy. So when he looked there, what did he see? I will tell you what he saw. That the grave clothes were lying undisturbed, as if somebody had dissolved through it. Everything was pepepe. The way they embalmed him, put the napkins around him, like that. It is not somebody, if somebody came to steal his body, he wouldn't have left the grave clothes there. He would have either cut it, or quickly removed it. Everything would be basa, 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 basa in the place. But it was pepepe. Literally, he dissolved He stepped out. You are stepping out of your grave clothes. You are coming out of your grave clothes. You are being removed from your grave clothes. Ah, Lazarus! I forgot Lazarus. What did he say about Lazarus? Unwind him. He didn't need anybody to unwind him because he was in a glorified body, and that's why he he came through the wall and came to the pool. and said, "Peace be unto you." He could move through anything. He's already with you. He just came through it. And then the other shocking thing was the head. The head had been put aside and it was done neatly. It was like he took off a hat and put it there. The same way, not cutting pieces, nothing, everything there. When John saw it, he believed. I don't know who you believed. Paul says it this way, for me to live is Christ, and to die is gain. He says, I know him whom I have believed. The last person, the last person's name is called Mary of Magdala, or Mary Magdalene. Now, Mary Magdalene, and seven other women gave up their substance to support Christ. So she comes there with other women, another version says to make sure that they prepare his body again, to anoint his body with all the spices, to keep the body fresh, the bruises, the pain, the broken back. So she asks the gardener, where have you put my lord?" it was Jesus. Where have you put him? Where have they put him? Today you can not ask that question because he lives here. Nobody can take him from you. He made sure that he comes to live in us. No matter where they take him, whether it's in prison, whether they put a gun to your head, you can't remove Jesus from your heart. Except, of course, you want to reject him. response, Mary. Then she realizes who he is. Says, my Lord. She wants to rush and touch him. Says, don't. Don't touch me. I have not yet ascended to the Father. But go and tell the brethren. And I'll meet them. He's alive. She becomes the first evangelist. That's why women are very, very good at evangelism. Why shouldn't Mary touch him? Because he had not yet presented his blood to the mercy seat. And he was still carrying the sins of the world on his shoulders. And he had to ascend to the Father and present his blood on the mercy seat and sprinkle it for the remission of sins. Mary cannot handle the, the load he was handling. So if she had touched him, she would have just been destroyed. Uh, murderers, prostitutes, liars, backbiters. All the sins, even all the sins of this room. If God puts it on one person. More so, the whole world. Plus those who are not even born. Mm -hmm. He says, don't touch me. But later on, he tells Thomas, put your hands in my side. Put it in my feet. Put it in my hands. See, if it is not I. It is the testimony of his resurrection that the marks of his crucifixion are not removed <laughs> in the next five to ten minutes? I'm going to sit down and, and let the prophetic word bless your lives, but I want to say this. These few days that are left, remember, you can take a word from the preaching, you can take the word from the man of God's mouth, you can even take a word by sitting here and God whispering into your ears. You don't even have to
0: wait. As we bring today's message to a close. We hope that the teachings shared have touched your heart and ignited a deeper connection with your faith. May the wisdom and inspiration gained here continue to resonate in your life, guiding you through challenges, strengthening your relationships, and bringing you closer to God. We are ready and just a call away to support, encourage, and walk alongside you. Reach our church line on plus 233-234 077-788 77 Follow us via social media at Spirit Life Revival Ministries on Instagram Spirit Life Revival Ministries The Oracle's Place on Facebook and at Spirit Life GH on Twitter You can also subscribe to our YouTube channel at Spirit Life Revival Ministries for more of such messages Remember, you are never alone. Until we meet again, may the love, grace and peace of our Lord be with you always.